Thank you for joining us for Let's Pray, a ministry designed to help and encourage through Bible reading and prayer. And I'm Brooke Suttle, the pastor of Royal River Baptist Church in Yarmouth, Maine. Our scripture reading is found today in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 29 and 30. If thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. This is coming right off the heels of Jesus saying, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And so the Lord is talking about this matter of our heart and home, that our affections should be set on things above, that the Lord would have our full attention, and that our heart would be toward the things of God, and that even though the law said that we shouldn't commit adultery, there is more than just a physical act of adultery. How do we get to those places in our life when we sin uh, physically, whether it be murder or whether it be adultery? Uh, how do we get to that place? Well, it begins in the heart. And he says, there is sin of the mind and the affection before we ever get to sinning outwardly, whether it be through uh, murder or, in this case, adultery. So God wants us to have the right kind of mind, have the right kind of affections. And then he tells them, if thy right hand offend thee, uh, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. Now, is the Lord teaching self-mutilation? I don't believe so. I don't believe the Lord's teaching that at all. One of the reasons we know that is as many problems as the disciple disciples of the Lord had, and the people that followed him had many problems. Uh, we don't see them cutting off their fingers, and we don't see them plucking out their eyes, or cutting off their hand, or cutting off their feet, or cutting out their tongue. We don't see that, nor do we see it in the early church. We don't see people dismembering themselves. So the Lord must mean something else here. Evidently, the Lord is teaching the people that if there are things in their life that is, is keeping them from heaven, then they need to let that go. They need to get rid of that. They don't need to let that keep them from heaven. You say, well, Brooks, that's a work salvation. No, the Lord never taught a work salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But each and every one of us know that whenever we came to Christ, that he dealt with the sin in our life. That's why the Holy Ghost came to reprove and rebuke us. He came to reprove us of a sin of righteousness and of judgment. Well, he did that because there's sin in our life. It's not just this generic sin that oh, everybody's a sinner and we've all done wrong and Jesus went to the cross for our sin. That's true. But when God convinces us that we're a sinner, there's specific things that he deals with us about. We don't have to confess every sin we've ever committed. We can't remember them all. But the fact is, when we come to Christ, there are things in our life that we know that God does not want us to do. I've seen people try to clean up their life before they got saved. It still didn't satisfy them because what they needed was forgiveness. But God deals with us about sin. 
And so this brings us to the idea of lordship. That whenever Jesus deals with our heart, there's things that confront us. There was a rich man in the Bible that he had great riches. God said, sell all that you have and give to the poor. Well, now he didn't have to do that to get saved. But the thought was this, is that his riches were keeping him from God. He loved his riches more than he loved God. He wasn't willing to accept Christ on Christ's terms. He did not really believe in his heart that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was really headed to hell and destruction, or he would have agreed with the Lord about his sinfulness. And every one of us has to come to the place that we agree with the Lord about our sinfulness. In other words, we make him the Lord of our life. It may mean that we lose some things. Paul said, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And so here, if we're going to really be right with God, God is going to have to be the Lord of our life. God wants those things in our life that we're keeping back from Him. As we come to the Lord today, even as believers, what is it that keeps us from Christ? What is it that keeps us from the fellowship with God that we ought to have? We need to ask God to help us and forgive us that we're drawn out of God with a heart of faith, that we let go of those things that are hindrances in our life. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we know we're not saved by works, but when we got saved, you dealt with us about specific sins and problems in our life, and we had to submit our hearts at that time. It wasn't just that everybody's sinners. We recognized that we were sinners, that we had broken your law, your law, and there were things in our lives that were not right, and we had to surrender that to Christ in our heart. We didn't hold on to sin, in other words. We didn't say, well, I'll do how, live however I want to live, and I'll still go to heaven. God doesn't save people that way. And so, Father, I ask that you'd help us, that we would recognize that, that we would love you, and that we would do the will of God in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for Let's Pray. I hope it's been a help to you. If you have need of additional assistance, you may reach us at 207-899-7949, or you may go to our website at letspraynow.org. Until tomorrow, hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.